Thanks for listening to the KC Morning Show. I got time to start the day, time to get up. First, you have to give me a high five. Can I ask why? It is National High Five Day. He keeps asking me to give him a high five. Give me a high five. High five. High five. Give him, give him a high five. It's a day devoted to giving and receiving high fives, but the high five is just so stupid. High five! Happy High Five Day to you. Showtime! Everything's running smoothly. Yo, yo, yo! Yo! What is going on? My name's Hartzell. And this right here, it's your KC. My world. Yo, baby! What's the word? Kansas City. Hey, happy Thursday to the KC Morning Hoes. On the show today, I thought that, you know what, let's get caught up with a little sports, yeah? Let's do that sports thing on a Thursday. Hung out with a bunch of folks. I got a chance to go over to Big Brothers Big Sisters and kicked it with Hunter Dozier, Kansas City Royals slugger, infielder, the occasional designated hitter. Hunter Dozier, he is partnering back up with Sarda, and they got a sandwich. Damn good, too. I had one. It was excellent. The Big Dozier back in 2022. It's a partnership with Hunter Dozier, Big Brothers, Big Sisters, Zarda, High V is now in the mix as well. Last year, close to $20,000 was raised with this benefit, and we had the chance to talk to Hunter Dozier all about it. Also on the show today, hear from Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, that's right, we big time, baby. It's your KC Morning Show, baby. Patrick Mahomes talks off season, getting ready for the NFL draft. I mean, it's Patrick Mahomes. Do I need to say anything else? Y'all gonna listen. We all gonna listen. And we wrap with a sports thing courtesy of the managing editor over at Bet Sided, part of the fansided.com network, Benny Heiss. And my man's got some breaking news. Breaking news. He's a newsman, a sports newsman. Rate, review, subscribe, do that thing you do. Kansas City, I love you so much. Tell your friends about us because we got a good thing. We got a damn good thing. It is a good day to be a Kansas Cityan. Always conditions ideal. My name's Arsenal. We'll see you in the morning. Bye. To the track. No outs to go. The Royals have won the 1985 World Series. The KC Morning Show. Here with Hunter Dozier at Big Brothers Big Sister. The Big Dozier is back, my brother. Now, um, we're going to talk about that in a second because this man's on record saying this is the best sandwich that he has ever had. Those are bold words. We're going to come back to that because it's on the record. But first, man, let's just talk about you real quick in the season. There's a buzz in Kansas City. Baseball is back. The clubhouse, it feels like this squad. There's something there with you guys. It feels like you might even like each other, yeah? Yeah, I would say so. Uh, we got a good group in there. Uh, we've been around each other for a long time. Uh, we have some young guys like Bobby Witt in there um, who makes the clubhouse fun. Uh, we just, like you said, we enjoy being around each other. Um, I mean, we, we hang out off the field. Um, we like competing with each other. It's, it's a fun group, so we're excited. So let's talk about this food, man. The Big Dozier. All right, this partnership with Big Brother's Big Sister, Zarda, now High V in the mix with Wahlburger as well. So let's break this thing down. You said the best sandwich ever. Tell me why. I see some burn-ins. I see Zarda. So I maybe maybe feel like I'm stepping on the lead here. I mean, it's it's they've done an incredible job. It's burn-ins, pulled pork, onion straws, provolone cheese with Dozier sauce. Mm. I mean, it's mm. it's unbelievable. If you haven't tried it, you definitely need to try it. Um, 
Yeah, it, it's it's by far the best barbecue sandwich I've ever had. And you've been doing so much work here in the community of Kansas City, Big Brothers Big Sister, also now Hunter's Heroes. Why does this mean so much to you? I mean, Big Brothers Big Sisters, they do such an amazing job. Um, just trying to find bigs um, for those little littles, and they do a great job. And Hunter's Heroes, um, we just want to create you know awareness for kids that are struggling with sexual traffic and um, bring awareness. We need to protect our kids. So, yeah. I mean, uh, we, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for, for what's going to be breakfast, lunch, and dinner for me. Get the Big Dozier at all participating Hy-Vee's 19 locations that we can get this sandwich. Hunter Dozier, thank you so much, brother. Appreciate you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Patrick, can you hear us okay? I got you, Bradley. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, all right. Well, uh, we started first with Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Patrick. Um, it, it certainly looks like you're coming back to a little bit of a different world. Uh, Tyreek's gone. Uh, Pringle's gone. Demarcus Robinson's gone. Mike Kafka's gone. I know you got some new receivers coming in. Uh, Matt Nagy's back. I'm just wondering what all this means to you and particularly not having Tyreek anymore. Yeah, I mean, um, it's definitely going to be different in a sense, but uh, I I feel like we still have a strong foundation of guys that have been here over the last few years and then with Coach Reed, Coach B and me, and then having a guy like Coach Nagy back. I mean, uh, it's someone that I've I've worked with before. So I have that commonality. Um, And then uh, as far as on the field, we're bringing in a lot of different receivers, um, but we still have guys like Trav and stuff like that that can kind of teach the ways that we do things, how we practice, everything like that. And McCole can do that as well. We'll have to find production in different ways than we did the last year because Tyreek was such a a big part of our offense. Um, But I I think you've seen in games that we haven't had Tyreek or we haven't had certain people, other guys have stepped up and made plays happen. And I expect that to happen this year as well. And uh, I know you've had a chance to throw to Juju and to uh, Valdez-Scantling a little bit. What are your thoughts on them? What do they bring you guys that maybe you didn't have uh, before? Yeah, I think the biggest thing that you see is, as I've thrown to all these guys, really, um, is that we have a lot of size in that receiving room that we haven't necessarily had in the past. Uh, We've done it different ways with speed and and uh, beating guys deep and stuff like that. But to have big physical receivers that can still run, that can still uh, catch the ball over the top. But at the same time, there's been balls I've even thrown while we're throwing uh, just kind of out there routes on air type stuff. And I've thrown it high thinking it's an overthrow. And those guys are catching it easy. So uh, just having that size, I think, will be different. Um, I'm excited for it. I think it will be a – uh, something that we can be very useful for us during the season. Good night, Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Patrick. And, and Brad, I'll have a couple things. Um, last year, obviously, the way Tampa defended you guys in the Super Bowl is the way you guys were defended a lot of the rest of the season. Do you anticipate and have you prepared for a lot of what the Bengals were giving you to see that over the course of the rest of this next season? Yeah, I mean, they, they did a lot of the same similar stuff that we had saw in the Buffalo game, uh, the game before, and we had seen kind of during the season. That's a lot of shell coverages, first, second down, and then – um, bringing their dying personnel and playing man uh, with a little spy a spy on me. And uh, they did a good job of that, especially in the second half. Um, but uh, I think that just goes with us having to execute at a higher level. Uh, we're going to see man coverages. We'll see show coverages. We're going to see a lot of different uh, pitches, uh, I guess you would say. And so for us, it's about finding ways to have success, uh, finding ways to run the football, finding ways to play action off the run, make, make those big plays still happen. Um, and uh, just kind of find the team that we are, which I think can be a very special football team. Just football-wise, what's been on your mind most this offseason? Yeah, it's actually been it's been cool for me because uh, at this point last year, I was still in the boot. So um, just to be able to have a full offseason where I can train from right from the get-go, I can throw, do all these different type of things, it's something that I wasn't able to do at this point last year. So uh, definitely excited about that. I feel like I'm 
in a great spot now. Uh, getting a lot of work with these receivers down here in Texas. So uh, I think uh, it'll have me a little bit more advanced than I even was at, the, at this point last offseason. Go next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Patrick, thanks for doing this. As you were getting to know these guys more and more, just what are you trying to get them to understand as to what it's like to run Coach Reed's offense and how much implement do you feel like you have as to how the offense may change uh, from last year to this year? Yeah, I think um, the biggest thing for the work that we've been getting in Texas is first we want to build those relationships. I mean, I think that's what made us uh, that's made us so great over these last few years is we have a, a team that our bond of our team, the chemistry that we have, that we can go out there and be who we are. Um, so I wanted to get everybody together so they get to meet each other, they learn how each other kind of acts with each other and how how to build those friendships. Um, and then I, I wanted to really focus on the details because uh, we, we're we're kind of starting. You get to start bright, brand new again. Uh, from the first thing, those things that you kind of just blew uh, blew through and kind of went through really quickly last year, you get to really focus on those details, uh, which I think is a great thing for us because we'll get to go back to the to the basics of it, learn it from there, um, and then evolve as the season goes on. And so uh, we'll definitely have different things. We always are evolving as offense and changing. Um, but I think having this this good of a receiving room, I mean, everybody uh, that can go out there and make plays, I'll, it'll be great competition, and I think will help us in the long run. And with that. Um, Patrick, Andy mentioned earlier today that both he and Brett Veach kept you and Travis informed as to how the negotiations were going with Tyreek and then obviously uh, the decision to lead to the trade. I just wonder when you found out that uh, he wasn't going to be your teammate anymore, just what was your initial reaction? And then how have you tried to sort of um, focus elsewhere, knowing that, you know, this is sort of a new challenge in your career? Yeah, I mean, obviously my initial reaction uh, was a little bit of shock. I mean, even though you, you knew that this was a possibility, um, just to play with the guy that you've played and built a friendship with over the last uh, six years, um, it, it definitely was something that you didn't, you didn't want him to leave more for the just being able to hang out in the locker room and do that stuff than the actual on-the-field stuff. Um, but you're happy for him, man. I mean, he, he got a great contract. Obviously, he's back uh, where he has a house in the offseason – around a lot of his family and stuff like that. Um, and I, I wish the best for him. And then for me, it was just, it was just we got to keep rolling. That's just kind of how it is in this league is it's a business as much as it is about um, your friendships and stuff like that. And so uh, we, we know that in order to, to have success in this league, you have to keep evolving and keep getting better. And so uh, I got with those these new receivers as quickly as possible and try to build that so that we could have success right when we get going this year. Thanks to Todd Palmer. Go ahead, Todd. Uh, hey, Patrick, appreciate the time. Um, you, you mentioned the shell coverage and everything you guys saw last year. In what way do you feel like maybe spreading the ball around, diversifying the offense will help you defeat some of those coverages you saw, you know, now that you're going to have maybe a, a variety of weapons they have to account for? Yeah, I mean, I'm very, I'm very interested to see how defenses are going to play us just in general because, I mean, a lot of that shell stuff was because of the speed that we had on the outside and and this year we have such we have that speed still with guys like Valdez, Scanlon, and McColl, but we also have bigger guys um, that can catch over the middle with with Travis, obviously, and Juju, and 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 all these guys. So we have we kind of have a nice mixture uh, of speed and size, which I think will force defenses to try to not only play those deep coverages, but all, but come up and play some man too. Um, so if, I think it's going to be able to have a different variety for them, where they won't know exactly where the ball is going every single play. They're, they they don't know where it's going to because we have so many different guys that can make plays in this offense. Next to Herbie Tiope. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Patrick. Speaking of so many guys who can make plays on the offense, but Cole Hardman, well, what are your expectations and what has been your message to him uh, as he enters this season, especially with Tyreek gone now? Yeah, I mean, I think um, – Whenever McColl's gotten opportunities in this offense, even if it's even when Tyreek would have to go out and then he would come in and run the routes of Tyreek Grant, he made plays happen. Um, he made a lot of big plays and big moments, especially at the end of last season. Um, and so for me, it's just continue to be himself. I mean, he doesn't have to be 
Tyreek Hill. I mean, he has to be McCole Hardman, and I think McCole Hardman can be a, a, a great player in this offense. He's made a Pro Bowl already, and I think he can keep getting better and better. So um, every, everybody kind of puts that thing of, hey, he's got to replace Tyreek. I think he can be his own player, which can be a Pro Bowler and a great player in this offense as well. So uh, I think just him continuing to evolve and, and, and play hard and practice hard, uh, he'll be have a, have a great season this year. Let's go next to Todd Lebo. Go, Todd. On that same front, Patrick, uh, people have made a lot the fact that he didn't really do some of the off-site, off-season workout stuff in the past, like coming down and catching passes with you. He's been down there with you guys some. Do you see that as a sign that uh, he understands maybe how big this opportunity is to step up in this offense and how important it can be for his future since this is the last year of his first deal? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think since McColl's been here, we've had COVID for like the last two years and then um, – and then obviously this year he, he came down here. So it wasn't like he's been missing a lot of things here and there. I kind of got overblown, I think, a little bit because he wasn't there the first week, but he's been here ever since. Um, so uh, it's uh, I think he got overblown a little bit in a sense, but uh, he's a guy who's always worked hard. I mean, he's, he's a guy that's always putting in the, putting in the time um, and just kind of waiting for his opportunity. I mean, when you have two all-pro uh, Chiefs legends that are, are getting a lot of the catches. I mean, it's hard to get everybody the targets that they want, but he every time he's in there and has his opportunity, he's going 100 miles an hour as hard as he can. So you respect guys like that, and then you're happy that he'll have even a bigger chance to have a bigger opportunity this year, and I expect big things from him. Got time for three more. We'll go right down the line, starting with Darren. Go, Darren. Hey, Patrick. How you doing? You're good. How are you? Doing good. Uh, two questions for you. First one, look, you, you, you've always talked about going into the offseason, how you want to be a better quarterback um, and, you know, and, 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 and up, you know, up with your accuracy and stuff like that. What type of challenges do you see um, that you're willing to face, obviously, with, with this new core receivers to where it'll cause the defense uh, problems this time around? Yeah, no. So, I mean, first off, it's about me building that timing with those guys. I mean, I got to make sure that I'm on that same timing that I was uh, with Tyreek and with some, and Pringle and D-Rob these last few years. Um, and so that's why we're doing what we're doing now. And I think uh, just having the different variety, I think it's going to be huge for us. I mean, the, the defense doesn't know where the ball is going to. I mean, we have so many different guys that can make plays and do stuff out there. Um, and that I'm just excited to be able to go out there and spread the football around, be able to run the football. I mean, I think our offensive line we had at the end of the last year was probably one of the best, if not the best offensive line in, this, in the league. Um, so being able to run the football with them as well, uh, it will make our offense more diverse and I think will make us more successful in the long run. And I know we haven't really had a chance to really talk to you since the offseason, but obviously all the moves that are being made, in the, in the, especially in the AFC, you got Russell Wilson to Denver, you've got the Deshaun Watson going over to Cleveland. I mean, how do you how do you foresee this you know this upcoming season with the AFC being as loaded as it is, and the type of challenge that it's going to face for you all to try to get back at least to the to AFC Championship game, if not the Super Bowl? Yeah, no, I mean, if you look at our schedule, I mean, it seems like every team that we played uh, was in the was in the playoffs these last uh, last few years, and so for us, um, it's about going out there. Um, knowing that we're going to play great football every single week. And if we don't, we're going to lose. So you got to play great football every single week um, and uh, try to find a way to win the AFC West first off um, and then try to get into the playoffs on the AFC and try to get the Super Bowl again. I mean, it's uh, it's always going to be a challenge. You're always going to win big football games. Uh, obviously, this year's even bigger than most because of how stacked the AFC West is. Um, but you don't want it any, any other way to be able to go into a division like this and uh, try to win the AFC West again in this division. Uh, that will just show the the – the true, the true success that we we've had uh, running in the, the Chiefs Kingdom so far. And we'll go last to Matt Derrick. Good, Matt. 
Hey, Patrick, always appreciate your time, man. This is the first kind of normal draft process that we've had in a few years. And I'm wondering what your kind of draft process is. Do you have any contact with some of the guys that are coming out and training? Um, what feedback are you giving and, and, and what's v- Brett Beach giving you as far as the process? And where will you be during the draft and keeping an eye on, on what the Chiefs are doing? Yeah, no, I mean, um, I, I obviously, if they ask me stuff, I'll, I'll give my input and stuff like that. But I trust in Veach. I trust in Coach Reed. You look at their their history. I mean, they, they've found players everywhere in the draft that, that have had success on this team. Um, and so I always trust in them that they're going to make the right decisions. They keep me in the loop just kind of like everything else of kind of what they're looking at and stuff like that. But as far as where I will be for the draft, I actually have a bachelor party that weekend. So uh, my one of my best friends from high school is bachelor party is that weekend. I don't want to say where. Um, but I'll, I'll be on that, and but I'll, I'll sure to stay in touch and, and be, be in tune with what's going on, on on draft night. I don't know. I'm making this up as I go. The KC Morning Show. Sports. Let's do a sports thing. He is the managing editor over at BetSided, part of the FanSided.com. Network. It's breaking with Benny Heiss. You you sound exhausted slash thrilled slash stimulated sensual. I don't know, Benny. What's going on, buddy? Can 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 all those things be true at the same time? It's a wild sense of emotions that you just described. <laughs> it's a real roller coaster, huh? You want to break down this breaking news? Yeah, we got some injury updates. I know that uh, the Kansas City loves its NBA. Certainly, you and I you and I both do, and been advocating to, for a team to come by. For for a long time, but some serious injury news. Uh, we just got some alerts on as you and I are having this conversation. Two big stars in the playoffs for two of the favorites in the Eastern Conference and Western Conference. Chris Middleton, who helped the Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis Antetokounmpo win the NBA Finals last year over the Phoenix Suns. Middleton went down yesterday against the Chicago Bulls, suffered an MCL sprain. He is out reportedly for three to four weeks. So pretty sizable injury for their second best scorer. Going to need Drew Holiday to step up, especially Giannis, who's already trying to do so much on his own. Bulls defense has been playing outstanding, and they were a bottom 10 defensive rated team coming into the series. So now all of a sudden they've woken up. They actually believe that they have a chance, and we've actually seen the odds over at WinBet move from the bucks being minus 1200 so basically you have to bet 1200 bucks to win 100 hartzel that's completely changed now if you go to the odds to try and figure out what milwaukee needs to do to win that series uh it's only right now at minus 235 which means a 235 dollar bet not a 1200 dollar bet would win you 100 dollars. and conversely the bulls you jumped on the bulls if you're just a happy fan excited to see them go to the postseason they were plus 750 so a hundred dollar bet would win you $750 if you bet on the Bulls before the series started. That price, no longer available. If you want to jump on Chicago right now, they are plus 220. So still favorable odds, um, but it's very, very, it's a lot lower now compared to what it was before. That's item number one, Devin Booker, the outstanding guard for the Phoenix Suns. He also got hurt in game two. The Suns ended up losing that game. Chris Paul, 0-13 in games that Scott Foster officiates. Hartzell, which is just... It's a wrestling statistic. It's exactly what it is. Anyway, he's going to be out. He's now out two to three weeks with a hamstring strain. And also, that's another series where we've seen the odds just plummet for Phoenix. Uh, Both Phoenix and Milwaukee were the odds-on favorites to win the NBA Finals. 
Uh, it's now Golden State. They started off the postseason at nine to one. They are now three to one after uh, two convincing wins over the Denver Nuggets, and they play tonight. So just crazy news in the NBA, especially with uh, big injuries to the two favorites on the board. Since I know you got to run, maybe we could have our folks check out Bet and Breakfast for some full NBA breakdown for the playoffs. Yeah. Yes, sir. Bet and Breakfast is available on the weekends now. We just moved our schedule around because we got some news coming up, Hartzell. Not something that uh, you know we're we're going to be you know competing with the the, the massive size and audience of, of the Casey Morning Show. But in addition to our live stream and our podcast, Bet and Breakfast, which you can find every Saturday and Sunday morning, streaming at ten o'clock Central Time, we are also going to have a brand new show starting next Monday. It's going to be the Daily Bet Slip that is going to air every Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. Central Time. So as you're getting off of work, starting to consider what you're going to bet that night, we are here for you going over all of our favorite bets of the night. We'll have some fun guests along the way, uh, a couple games involved in the process. It's just going to be like a, a good hangout session. Pull up a chair uh, and go over some of your betting picks with us. It's going to be every day at 4 o'clock Central, Monday through Friday, starting next Monday. Damn, man, you are busy. You know what? That makes me even more happy that I got a chance to see you last week in person for the first time since the nonsense started, since the before times, live in real time. It happened. We showed up. You, you made it out to uh, to the OP where I reside and work, and uh, you and I had a, got a, a fun conversation. It was great to catch up. Great to see you. Uh, we watched amongst the masses of, of, of Friday Masters in the middle of Overland Park. So many white folks. <laughs> this is not working. It was amazing. <laughs> where do they have the Where do they have the mitigated gall in to this take economy? off that kind of time? Inflation's not hurting everybody. Let's just say that. <laughs> It wasn't on that dog leg left. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Next time we chat, though, can we make Benny's pitch to bring an NBA franchise to KC? This playoffs, y'all. The games last night were unbelievable. Like, you had Joel Embiid. You're Joel Embiid. Like, KU dude from 2014. I wrote a parody song to Jolene by Dolly Parton with Embiid, Hartzell. Like, more than eight years ago of my life, I was 26 years old, just a young buck in Kansas City trying to make my way. And now this dude is an MVP candidate. He's draining three-pointers of the buzzer on the road in Toronto. Like, how are you not watching this? It is incredible theater. It's amazing entertainment. And of course, if you're a sports fan, you want the NBA in your city because you know Kansas City fans would shell out and show up unlike some other teams. So I think it's a match made in heaven. They just need to find the right opportunity to make it happen. Jolene, please don't take our man. And our man is Benny Heist. <laughs> for the fansided.com network. <laughs> Sometimes the pins just knock itself over, you know? You don't even need the ball. I love you, brother. We'll chat next week. You got it, man. Jolene, 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 Jolene. Oh, I'm begging of you. Please don't take my man. Jolene. Beauty is beyond compare. We're flaming locks of Auburn air with ivory 